This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Well, if you're a fan of Facebook, check out Accessible Media Inc.'s Facebook page. All sorts of stuff over there that you might be interested in conversation. And, of course, put out some clips of different stuff. A lot to enjoy over there. That's the Accessible Media Inc. Facebook page. Like it if you would. If you want to reach out and speak to anybody at AMI-audio on Twitter, at AMI-audio, that's the handle, at AMI-audio, you can follow along and see what's coming up on our show. Of course, interact and ask questions and get into conversations about all the other wonderful programming right here on AMI-audio. That's at AMI-audio, that's the handle. If you want to call in, leave a message, we'll see if we can play it on air, 1-866-509-4545, 1-866-509-4545. Mention it for Kelly and company if you would, please, and if you also don't mind us playing it on air, let us know that. Just give us permission, and we'll see if we can use your message. Ramya Muthan, she's at AMI head office over there on main campus. I'm Kelly McDonald, right here in London, Ontario at the home studio. The question to consider as we get into our next segment is, how do you feel about bugs? Let's bring on Dr. Danielle Jeankind for Ask a Vet. The human-animal bond plays such an important role in people's lives. And as a veterinarian, it's my privilege to help keep those bonds strong and healthy. I'm Dr. Danielle Jeankind, and welcome to Ask a Veterinarian. So for some of us, bugs fascinate us, and for others, it sends us running because of the ick factor. Um, But here in Canada, (laughs) a lot of people certainly are not big into the idea of eating bugs. Yeah, I forgot to tell you guys that's what we need to consider. But now there are companies raising bugs for food, particularly for pet food. And we want to talk about this. How common are pet food with insect proteins? Are they nutritionally complete? What kind of insects go into them? Dr. Danielle Jeankind would be the person who deep dives into this and looks into all the questions for us and brings us the scoop. So thank you, Danielle, because the rest of us are not going as far as you have with bringing us the information. It takes a special kind of weird to look up bugs in pet food, let me tell you. And we're not thinking of, you know, if a beast stings you don't get mad and try to bite it yeah no No. (laughs) so what's the point of putting insects into pet food Well, you know, the idea of using insects as an ingredient for pet food, of course, is to replace more traditional ingredients like meat protein in the food with insect protein instead. So um, it takes less land, less water and less resources to raise insects for protein than it does to raise animals like cows or chickens. Um, So, in fact, you know, some species of insects can actually be raised on food waste, which would otherwise just be left to compost or rot in a landfill. So all of this potentially translates into, you know, some big uh, benefits for the environment and, you know, um, that sort of thing. So there's one kind of caveat to that, though. Um, I'm not sure exactly how insect protein is going to directly translate into environmental benefits if it's used solely to produce protein for pet food. So 
currently a lot of animal protein that ends up in pet food comes from the parts of food animals that the human food chain does not sell for human consumption. So basically the pet food industry is kind of recycling these unused animal parts from the production of meat for human consumption. So really, you know, unless you can get people to stop eating meat, the resources used for meat production and the environmental drawbacks of raising meat are still going to be in play. Um, but also, you know, if the animal parts not eaten by people weren't used in pet food, they mm -hmm. would only be wasted, you know, or they could possibly be used in other applications like bone meal is used in gardening, for example. Right. So, you know, to my way of thinking, you know, with the current situation being what it is, um, that, you know, it takes a bit of the sustainability argument out of feeding insect-based pet food because unless you're replacing it, replacing meat with that protein, it's not really going to make that much of a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or as you say, using it somewhere else if that was uh, instead of waste. Um, besides sustain a sustainability argument out there, would there be other advantages to have, uh, you know, insect-based uh, proteins in food? Well, you know, as, as far as protein sources for your pet goes, the, the source is less important than what it breaks down into during digestion. So, mm -hmm. You know, proteins are constructed out of a chain of components called amino acids. And if we were going to use a simplistic analogy to explain it, you know, proteins kind of resemble a string of different colored pearls on a molecular level. So when your pet eats them, the digestive process cuts the pearls off the string and each pearl is absorbed into the body and then taken to a cell. And your pet cells make new proteins by assembling the pearls into a string with the right order to make the protein they want. So a pet's body can make some of these pearls itself, but, you know, others really need to come from its food. Um, but whether the pearls come from a string originally made by a cow, a chicken, or an insect is kind of irrelevant as mm -hmm. long as your pet gets all the pearls it needs to make its own proteins. So, you know, when they do, that's what we call a nutritionally complete diet. Um, an organization called AFCO publishes what those uh, requirements are for nutritionally complete diets. And so long as a diet made with insect proteins can be digested and provide the right pearls, it should be fine. Um, having said all of that, you know, there may be some advantages to an insect-based diet for, for pets who are allergic to specific proteins. Um, Insect-based pet diets are certainly not mainstream yet, so it's unlikely most pets have encountered them as a protein source. Uh, also, for people who like the idea of natural ingredients, insect protein might look pretty attractive. I mean, wild carn carnivores eat insects, and I can't imagine them turning up their noses at eating a dead <laughs> animal carcass that has fly maggots in it. Right? No, no, no. Nope. A little flavoring. And I even no, no, for sure. Extra protein. Um, I even know domestic carnivores like my cat, for example, will hunt and eat things like houseflies and yeah. grasshoppers. And so, you know, I can't really think of any disadvantages to feeding a diet made with insect protein, um, so long as the insects aren't dangerous to the environment if they escape from their farm. Yeah, well, they're definitely not as fresh as the house flies, but I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they can be, really. You should hear Glizzy chomp down on house flies. It's like serious motivation out there. Okay, so besides the protein, because we focus a lot on the protein when it comes to, you know, insects or any of these kind of conversations, but other nutrients, are they present in uh, insect pet food? Well, you know, I visited the websites for two different Canadian insect farming operations, and depending on the species of insects they were raising, um, they made claims that, you know, 
fly larvae were high in calcium and a medium chain fatty acid called lauric acid. And crickets were touted as a good source of calcium and iron and vitamin B12, as well as having a better ratio of omega-6 fatty acids to omega-3s when you compared them to beef. I wasn't able to find specific information on these claims by doing a scientific literature search. So I don't know how much of that is real and how much is advertising, but I did find a study published in July of 2021, and it looked at the nutrient profile and digestibility of insect-based pet food. And those researchers found it to be as good as animal-based protein. I know here in London, since the cricket processing plant has opened. <laughs> there was a lot online, social media, a lot of uh, what, what they were also trying to tell people. Guys, you're hearing a lot of things that aren't true. Please, if you have questions, direct them to us or do at least proper research instead mm-hmm. of listening to people who just, oh, it's disgusting, eating crickets. Now, that seems to be the, the what they process here, as I mentioned. So I'm curious, what kind of insects are they putting into pet food? Well, I was able to find farms in Canada that raise uh, crickets and others that raise black soldier fly larvae for use in pet food. And, you know, the black soldier flies are really neat because they actually feed them human food waste. Oh, my gosh. Uh (laughs) Specifically human? like. No, wow. no, 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 no food waste. Like all the mismatched carrots like, that don't go to the grocery store because they're ugly. Oh yeah. You scared us for yeah. a moment there. Is it, <laughs> uh, that's an interesting diet. Thanks for doing the song no, no, and asking not, the clarifying question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what kind of, hand. I know, what kind of products, this is actually pretty interesting though, the, the farming side of it, but what kind of products are the insects, uh, insect farms producing? Well, from what, I, <laughs> from what I can tell from their websites, um, the products used in pet food are usually protein powder, and that's made from drying the insects and grinding them into an almost flour-like powder. Mm-hmm. Um, the black soldier fly larvae also have a, cons- a significant fat component to them, and that can be used to make an oil product with a consistency similar to butter. Uh, some businesses do sell whole dried larvae to feed chickens and salmon, but as far as I could tell, nobody seems to be putting those in pet food. Mm. Mm. Um, our insect pests... Let's try that again. Our insect-based <laughs> pet foods actually currently relatively available? I have not yet seen them marketed to vets through the usual channels by which we get pet food. Um, I also looked up the websites of three major pet store chains and couldn't find any insect-based pet foods for sale. I did find a few companies that were starting to manufacture them, but their products have to be ordered directly from them, as far as I can tell. Um, Most of the companies currently making them seem to be either um, in Europe or the U.S. at this time, though, you know, I did find a few here and there in Canada. Mm -hmm. And insect protein powder and dried crickets are also available for human consumption. Mm -hmm. So we take it back to you, Danielle. Have you tried any of this personally? (laughs) Actually, I have. Um, when I was a kid, you sound nervous. No, I no, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can say I can say I'm not nervous because I have tried. Them. Okay, okay, okay. So when I was a kid, a relative actually gave me a lollipop, which was like a hard candy on a stick that had a dead whole dried cricket inside it. I remember it was called a cricket lick it. And I remember (laughs) I ate the candy part, but I wasn't brave enough to eat the actual bug in the middle. Fast forward a few decades, you know, and I won't say how many because that wouldn't be polite. (laughs) But 
I'm standing in the cash outline at a store with my kids. And you know those cash outlines where they have, they funnel all the customers past a bank of shelving that holds impulse buys, you know, like chips and chocolates and gum. So my kids and I are standing in this line and we spy a bag of cricket chips. So intrigued, we bought them to try them. And they were basically made with that dried cricket protein powder, which was baked into these crunchy chip-like snacks and dusted with seasonings. Mm -hmm. And we weren't squeamish about eating them at all. And all of us thought they were great. And we're really disappointed that we couldn't get them again. They didn't become regularly available after that. But I got to say, I would totally buy another bag of cricket chips again if I saw them. Plot twist. Okay, <laughs> from the cricket lick it. That's pretty awesome. I mean, see, when you talk about the the powder, not to make this about us, it was about the pets from the beginning. But really, if it was a powder, I feel like I'd be totally down to like in a try. shake. Yeah, your protein shake. If it was cricket powder, you heard yeah, about it. Yeah, or even not, the chips. You know, savory instead of sweet. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. <laughs> or cricket mm-hmm. instead of fly. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the the presentation makes all the difference. Like I said, I would not have eaten the cricket in the middle of that lollipop. Mm. There's no way. But, you know, the powder baked into chips, not even a thought that I couldn't do it. Right. It really is interesting what we think, um, including would we be comfortable to feed these things knowing it's there yeah. to our pet, right? It, like you said, Danielle. So many of the things that are made into the pet food are from parts of the animal, you know, we wouldn't eat, we wouldn't, you know, consume, they would get ground down and whatever. Uh, that's okay. But to say, well, okay, we've got cricket. Uh, hold on. You you expect, you know, I, I get mad when my, you know, cat goes after something like a cricket or a fly. <laughs> And that's the thing. My my cat certainly catches her own, you know, flies and bugs and grasshoppers and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And and even though I go, oh, 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 what an awful way to die when she catches them. You know, I I think, you know, it doesn't bother her at all. I'm like, huh, look at that. No, exactly. (laughs) They're already into the cuisine. You know, they've got their tastes prepped to go. Danielle, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Very, very informative. And next week, we're going to have a bit of a throwback and revisit a conversation from five years ago. Guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. I know. I'm excited about that one. Thank you. We'll talk to you then. Okay. Bye, guys. Dr. Danielle Jonkine joining us for Ask a Veterinarian every Tuesday. I'm still thinking how fussy pets can be sometimes about food. Can you imagine that? Not nope. about the flies, though. Nope. Don't want those crickets. They're the London, Ontario crickets. I want the ones from uh, Minnesota. That's right. Uh. Coming up next, folks, we talk Meatless Monday options with nutritionist Julia Carantis. Boy, I don't think there's meatless crickets. Maybe. Maybe. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.